When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin good to go up after BTC price hits its lowest since the Terra crash. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis, including crypto analyst Mikhail Bende Pop. Now we're good to go up as all the liquidity is taken to the downside. Let's go. Time to go to $32,835,000 for Bitcoin. Good times. And as material indicator shares here, we're seeing a lot of Bitcoin liquidity changing hands today. Everywhere a bid wall appears, it gets absorbed. Currently, there are no more huge bid walls and there is only $122 million between $28 and $25,000 expecting to see more Bitcoin move on chain. And as shared here by Root, perhaps the most important chart in Bitcoin currently for the past months, we've had long-term hodler capitulation shown by the rapidly falling long-term hodler cost basis. An uptick is a first sign that long-term hodlers might have stopped capitulating. Note, early signal, but finally a change in trend. Also in today's show, the Chamber of Representatives in Paraguay advances their crypto bill. That's right, a big leap for Bitcoin in Paraguay. The second Chamber of Congress just approved the bill proposal for creating a legal framework for Bitcoin mining. 100% hydroelectric renewable power. Let's go. Also in today's show, small Bitcoin whales may be keeping the Bitcoin price from capitulation as well map shares here. MPL measures how much profit and loss was flowing through the blockchain on a particular day. On May 12th, both profits and losses were higher than usual. A good example of capitulation was in December 2018 when similar MPL activity was present but at a much larger scale. Also in today's show, billionaire legendary investor Bill Miller calls Bitcoin insurance against financial catastrophe. That's right. In a recent interview, he goes on to share when the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan, Western Union stopped sending remittances there and taking them from Afghanistan. But if you had Bitcoin, you were fine. Your Bitcoin is there. You can send it to anybody in the world if you have a phone. Also in today's show, this eclipse-like event is why the Bitcoin price can reach $100,000 by next year, says forecaster with a solid track record. That's right. He says that the crypto winter is over for now, and he forecasts the Bitcoin price to reach $100,000 by later in 2020. 23 and a run higher that can last up to 2025. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at crypto news alerts. Net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. All right, welcome back to another episode of Crypto News Alerts. How's it going, Crypto Fam? I'm your host, JV. Let me know how you're doing in the comments below. Now, Bitcoin recovered from a major dip at the May 26th Wall Street Open as the market quickly exhausted buyer support, which you can see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Now, data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and TradingView showed Bitcoin dropping to $28,000 on Bitstamp, its lowest since May 12th, and the Terra Luna implosion. Now, progress had already accelerated to the downside on the day, this culminating in a liquidity.
liquidity grab that sent 24-hour Bitcoin liquidations to $117 million, which you can see in this chart brought to you by CoinGlass. Now, a subsequent bounce saw recovery above 29000 where Bitcoin traded at the time of this recording. Now, for Cointelegraph contributor, Mikhail Vende Pop, the swoop to fill bids was enough to ensure some fresh upside, as he shares here. Now, we're good to go up as all the liquidity is taken on the downside. Let's go. And he added that the existing targets for Bitcoin is 32800 and 35000 which remains in force, as he shares here. Times to go to 32800 and 35000 for Bitcoin. Good times. And this morning updates us again. Bitcoin bouncing on the range lows again through, which we could be assuming that that's still the heavy support for now, breaking 29,300. And it's hopefully party time and analyzing order book data. Meanwhile, on-chain monitoring resource material indicators warn that given the thin liquidity remaining at the lower levels, a future dip could encounter less resistance. As he shares here, we are seeing a lot of Bitcoin liquidity changing hands today. Everywhere a bid wall appears, it gets absorbed. Currently, there are no more huge bid walls and there is only $122 million between twenty-eight dollars and $25,000. Expecting to see more Bitcoin move on-chain. And this person responded, how about between twenty-five and $22,000? Material indicators replied, this is less in that range. Color scaling on the left can help you identify the volume in each range. And for fellow trader Crypto Capo, continuing a conservative outlook on near-term price action, predicted that the current bounce would be the last bull trap before a return to $25,000 based on order book performance. As he shares here, this is probably the last bull trap before sub $25,000. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analyst. Now, May 26th thus stood out from the other trading days during the week. Thanks to volume returning to the Bitcoin markets, as pointed out, the absence was becoming a source of concern from analysts. Now, Bitcoin's most important chart gives some hope for recovery, casting the net farther out. Market commentators were keen to see signals of an overall change in the trend to Bitcoin for popular analyst route. Those signs came from the behavior of long-term hodlers on the day. And according to on-chain data, long-term hodlers were finally slowing the sales of Bitcoin, as shown by their cost basis leveling out. Cost basis refers to the price at which long-term hodler accounts purchase Bitcoin on aggregate, and when it falls, it reflects declining long-term hodler resolve. Now, commenting on the Twitter thread, Root described the data as perhaps the most important chart in Bitcoin history, as he shares here, perhaps the most important chart in Bitcoin currently. For the past months, we've had long-term hodler capitulation, shown by the rapidly falling long-term hodler cost basis. An uptick is the first sign that long-term hodlers might have stopped capitulating. Note, early signal, but finally, a change in trend. So there you have it. And he also shares here, context, the long-term hodler cost basis is the average purchase price of all long-term hodlers. While we had short-term hodler capitulation earlier this year, the drawdown of past months was mostly caused by long-term hodlers as the cost basis declining means more recent long-term hodlers were selling coins purchased at higher prices. Long-term hodlers spent price is the average price at which long-term hodlers bought the coins that they are currently spending. There are a limited amount of long-term hodlers that have an average purchase price of $33,000, namely the ones that bought in the tops. The question is, did we run out yet? The past six days, we did. And he concludes here, six days isn't a lot, could mean nothing. And if we were to start again declining, it would mean price levels below realized price. We need to continue to observe if the trend change can hold course, but it sure is the most bullish signal 
long and Bitcoin since long-term hodlers started capitulating. So there you have it. And before I break down next way of the day, Chamber of Representatives and Paraguay advances crypto bill. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market. As you can see, Bitcoin barely back in the green, trading just under $29,000. We have Ether down almost 2% for the day, trading under $1,800, while XRP and Polkadot are in the green, Why Binance Coin, Solana, and Cardano all correcting and in the red. But all right, now let's break down our next way of the day. Latin American countries are taking cryptos in a more serious light and are now working to approve crypto's legal frameworks. This is the case of Paraguay, a country that has been traditionally seen as a mining haven by cryptocurrency mining companies due to the cheap electricity costs and country features. Now, a crypto bill project that seeks to bring more clarity to these companies has been approved in the Chamber of Representatives of Paraguay. Mass adoption. Let's go. As the Bitcoin game theory is in full effect, the bill, which was approved in December of last year by the Senate, was approved with a voting record of 41 votes in favor versus only 11 votes against. Now, Carlitos Royala, one of the biggest supporters of the bill, celebrated this development on social media, sharing the following, a big leap for Bitcoin in Paraguay. The second chamber of Congress just approved the bill proposal for creating a legal framework for Bitcoin mining, 100% hydroelectric renewable power. Now, the new bill stipulates that cryptocurrency exchanges will now be regulated as entities having the obligation of registering their operations as virtual asset service providers to the money laundering watchdog of the country. Now, peer-to-peer traders will also have to register their operations because the rule applies to any person or company that is going to trade, manage, broker, exchange, or store crypto assets for third parties. This also includes crypto custody companies. Now, cryptocurrency mining will also benefit from this bill as it would regulate matters related to energy supply and tariffs that the government will still be able to collect, clarifying an activity that is still not regulated in the country. Now, the bill transfers these responsibilities to ANDE, the National Electric Administration, which will establish the power rates complying with the mandate in this bill, which says that these cannot be over 15% of the industrial rates. Now, the bill will now be passed again in the Senate of the country, which will have up to 90 days to discuss the contents and propose changes to the structure of the document. Then, if approved, the bill will be ready for presidential sanction. Let's freaking go. And as Carlito shared here, I want to point out that he tagged Elon Musk, Michael Saylor, Najib Bokele, Jack Dorsey, Bitcoin Magazine, and Coindesk. So I cannot wait for this mass adoption to continue all around the world. And before I break down next story of the day, small Bitcoin whales may be keeping the Bitcoin price from capitulation. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market cap, sitting just under $1.2 trillion with $105 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The Bitcoin dominance is 45.9%, with the Ether dominance at 17.8%. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours, we have Polkadot leading the pack, up 7%, trading at $9.79, followed by NEO, up 6.5%, trading at $11.19, followed by Ethereum Classic, up 5%, trading at $22.74. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past week, you can see XCN up a whopping 121%, and WEMIX up 96.3%, and Witron up 10.7%, while virtually all the other major cryptos are correcting and in the red. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, it's the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows were currently rated a 12 out of 100 in Extreme Fear. Yesterday a 12, last week a 13, and last month a 21 in Extreme Fear. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, Extreme Fear can be a sign. Investors are too worried. That could be a great buying opportunity like we're witnessing right now. BTFD, buy that freaking dip. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. 
But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. Bitcoin can still see a major price capitulation, but more whales need to start selling first, data suggests. In one of its quick tail market updates on May 27th, on-chain analytics platform CryptoQuant highlighted increasingly bearish whale behavior. And amid widespread consensus, the Bitcoin should put in a lower low than its May 12th pivot price of 23800 Some of Bitcoin's largest hodlers are showing signs of impatience looking at the unspent transaction outputs from various bands of whale wallets. CryptoQuant contributor Ben Dang flagged selling from the top cohort increasing since April. Those entities with a million dollars or more, known as giant whales, have upped their distribution of coins, while smaller whales, those with under a million dollars, have been slower to shift their position, quoting CryptoQuant here, after the dip was at the end of January, we still saw the accumulation because all the leading value bands went up. But from the 21st of April to now, giant whales ranging over a million dollars in USD have been distributing and do not get any signals to accumulate now. Dang explained, and he also shared, if minor whales and retailers give up, I think we will see an absolute capitulation and bottom also. If not, I will keep an eye on positive movements in the range of one million to consider a reversal. Now an accompanying graphic showed realized supply from giant whales decreasing sharply with 100,000 to a million dollar whales only now beginning to follow suit. And by contrast, the 10,000 to 100,000 and 1,000 to 10,000 dollar band showed no signs of capitulation. Giant whales keep going on the distribution. Minor ones and retailers keep in the defensive state. CryptoQuant lead on-chain analyst Julio Moreno added in private comments to Cointelegraph. Now data from fellow on-chain analyst firm Glassnode. Meanwhile, confirmed an overall decrease in the number of entities qualifying as whales and once again in acceleration since april pointed to whale distribution and as of may 27th overall whale numbers were at their lowest since july of 2020 which you can see in this chart it shows you the bitcoin entities with a balance of above 1000 bitcoin versus the bitcoin chart now eyes on volume triggers earlier in may whale levels formed key support targets below 27,000. And for on-chain monitoring resource, well map, these were of interest in the aftermath of the initial May 12th dip. And in a subsequent analysis, researchers showed that the capitulatory events of the kind of forecast for Bitcoin required coins moving at both a profit and a loss in elevated amounts. As well map shares here, MPL measures how much profit and loss was flowing through the blockchain on a particular day. On May 12th, both profits and losses were higher than usual. A good example of capitulation was in December 20. 18, when similar NPL activity was present, but at a much larger scale. And before I break down our final stories of the day, billionaire legendary investor Bill Miller calls Bitcoin insurance against financial catastrophe, as well as I share this eclipse-like event, which is why the Bitcoin price can reach $100,000 by next year, says forecaster with a solid track record. But first, I want to remind you to smash that show more button right below this video in the description for detailed analysis of what's going on in the crypto market. This goes for all 1,200 plus videos right here on my YouTube channel. Also, some very helpful resources for you to plug into, including my crypto merch store, Live at merch.cryptonewsalerts.net. Also, be sure to smash that subscribe button and ring that bell to help support the channel. It means the world to me and obviously helps tremendously with the YouTube algorithm. If you don't smash like, subscribe, and drop a comment, then no one will know the show exists. Just preaching facts. Now, you can also find me on all the major podcasts and platforms from Spotify, home of the Joe Rogan Experience, to Apple's iTunes and Google Play. We're currently receiving over 500,000 downloads per month, so I greatly appreciate Appreciate your continued support. And of course, you can follow me on crypto Twitter, Facebook, Telegram, and TikTok. So wherever you at, be sure to plug in and follow me there. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. Legendary billionaire investor Bill Miller and chief investment officer of investment firm Miller Value Partners says he considers Bitcoin an insurance policy against 
financial catastrophe. That's right, appearing on an episode of the Richer, Wiser, Happier podcast on May 24th, Miller backed the cryptocurrency as a means of those caught in a conflict to still have access to financial products. He used the collapse of financial infrastructure in Afghanistan after the United States withdrawal in August of 2021 as an example, quoting him here, when the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan, Western Union stopped sending remittances there or taking them from Afghanistan. But if you had Bitcoin, you were fine. Your Bitcoin is there. You can send it to anybody in the world if you have a phone. And Miller said examples of how the crypto can function as insurance don't have to be all or nothing and noted how Bitcoin performed during the early stages of the pandemic and the Federal Reserve's reaction to it, as he shares here, when the Fed stepped in and started gunning the money supply and bailing out, in essence, the mortgage rates. Bitcoin functioned fine. There was no run on Bitcoin. The system functioned without the Fed and without any interference. Everybody got their Bitcoin. The price adjusted. And then when the Bitcoiners realized, wait, we are going to have inflation down the road, Bitcoin went through the roof. Facts. He also notes it's an insurance policy. The way I look at it, Miller also rebuked Warren Buffett's recent criticism on the King Crypto, where the billionaire investor famously remarked that it doesn't produce anything and that he wouldn't take all the Bitcoin in the world for even $25, which we all know is nothing more than FUD. Quoting Bill Miller, he said that Bitcoin is a non-productive asset and therefore he can't value it. Fair enough. If the only thing that you think you can value are productive assets, then no one's making you buy it, right? So ignore it. He later followed up on his comment, adding the objective of investing is not to own productive assets. The objective is to make money. He makes a great point. Now, Miller is famous for managing a portfolio, which for 15 consecutive years between 1991 and 2005, consistently beat the returns of the S&P 500 index. He's also known for his advocacy of Bitcoin and put half of his net worth into the asset in January when asked if he still held that position. Miller confirmed that about 40 to 50% of his money is in Amazon and his Bitcoin holdings were about the same as Amazon, adding that 80% of his net worth is split between the two assets. Miller also discussed the Terra Luna-based tattoo on the arm of Mike Novogratz, the founder of the crypto asset management firm Galaxy Digital after the collapse of the Terra ecosystem. As he shares here, somebody has sent me a picture of Mike Novogratz where he got a Luna tattoo on his arm months ago of the wolf howling at the moon and it's big. It's like, whoops, maybe you should have gotten a Bitcoin on your arm. It'd be a little more enduring than that one. You can say that again. Now, Novogratz has said that the tattoo will be a constant reminder that venture investing requires humility. As Galaxy Digital posted, a $300 million loss on its Luna investments. And as Miller shares here, I felt bad for him when I saw the story of him going from something like $10 billion to $2 billion, Miller said. I'm like, yeah, that's really tragic. It sure is. But now let's break down our final story of the day. This eclipse-like event is why the Bitcoin price can reach $100,000. Let's break it down, shall we? He said the so-called winter for Bitcoin is over for now with a forecast for the number one crypto to reach six figures by later 2023 and a run higher that can last up to 2025. Quitting Lamaru here, I'm not giving a major buy signal. I'm just saying, yes, you can start to buy a little bit. He shared in a recent interview and at the time Bitcoin was hovering at $30,000, 55% off from its record high of 69000 in November of 2021. And he says Bitcoin meets much of his criteria to exit the bear market, but he also said that the call is based on an eclipse-like of event expected in 2024. He predicts around March when rewards for Bitcoin miners will be chopped in half. That's right, the next Bitcoin halving. And this occurs every four years, as we all know, and is aimed at controlling the number of coins in circulation and support prices. The last one was on May 11th of 2020. Quoting him here, one of the main things that drives Bitcoin is supply. He said, there is less supply, so there's less coming to the market. That historically,
historically has always driven prices higher. What I am saying is that it's out of the narrative now. Now, he also says he has shifted from advice earlier this year that investors should not chase Bitcoin. He said he always expected a brief bear market. And among his past calls, he warns clients about a skyscraper Bitcoin top in November, just as it reached that record high, and as well as predictions that panned out in early 2017 and mid-20 as well. Sentiment for Bitcoin is super low, he noted, which has been seen at other major bottoms. He also advised investors to buy a little bit at a time rather than make big bets as the road ahead won't be straight up. It's always the same way. It goes up before the halving, kind of pauses, and then shoots back up. So there's two phases to it. Now, Bitcoin reaching $100,000 will bring in a new wave of investors and attention, he said, but he is a class classic market timer doing well with Bitcoin because he had bought and sold at the right moments, quitting him here. When there is euphoria, I get out. When I see a lot of despair and negativity, like now, then I re-enter. He said, that's right, because the real fortunes are made in the bear markets. Now, the investment community has sourced a bit of the crypto sector, thanks to stablecoin debacle, fears of more regulation to come, and general bearish attitudes for assets such as stocks. Now, Lamaru is also interested in Bitcoin and doesn't trust any of the stablecoin projects. As he shares here, I am interested in Bitcoin because it is the king and there is institutional money which will flow first so always stick with the best everybody wants to be bitcoin but they are not don't make it complicated stick with bitcoin sage advice now let me know if you agree or disagree that we're likely to shoot up to a hundred thousand dollar new all-time high by next year as predicted i'll let you boy in the comments right down below. Now for the top three comments from yesterday's episode. Jenny Jones wrote, Hey JV and Crypto Fam, great show. Excellent content today. Thank you as always. Peace. One love. Thanks so much for the continued love and support. I greatly appreciate you, Jenny. Hodl. And our next featured comment comes from Paul Pretorius, who wrote, appreciate all your efforts in keeping us informed, JV. For one, don't have the time to keep up my day job and also follow the crypto scene. I find your daily updates invaluable. Thanks for putting in the shifts. You are a legend. I greatly appreciate and value your feedback, Paul. Thanks so much for your continued support. Crypto legends. Let's go. And our third and final featured comment, short and sweet, from Shana Hofsetter, who wrote, Appreciate all your updates, JV. Thanks. Much love, Shana. Thanks so much for tuning in. And to be featured on tomorrow's episode, drop me a comment right down below.